The views and opinions expressed on the 10-8 podcast are those of the authors and guests individually. They do not necessarily reflect an official policy or position. The 10-8 podcast is for entertainment purposes only and is not affiliated with any entity, agency, or department. I was trying to get it I live. I want them dead presidents. I want to pull up. Head spin. Get it. Get fly. I got six jobs. I get I don't get, I don't get tired. I don't get, I don't get tired. I don't get, I don't get tired. Get it, get tired. I got six jobs. I don't get full time father, full time artist. Ex guard, he said grind harder. Learn from every time you ever fail. If it never fail, just grind smarter. Iron sharpen. You the dag on they hindquarters and they all acting. Rap game, I'm a pallbearer. Kill me, get a call after. First look, it was all laughter. Kevin Gates, no small matter, made me. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome yet again to the 10-8 Podcast. This is episode 35, Poorly Made Police Podcast with Poorly Made Police Memes. My name is Officer Y for all intents and purposes. Welcome to the show. Hopefully everybody is having a great week. I am. I am actually, this is the first time I'm recording not at home. Uh, I'm away on vacation right now, and I am uh, I'm recording this uh, at, away. I'm I'm chilling with my uh, my girlfriend's dog, and I'm in uh, sunny and hot Southwest Florida. So welcome everybody. Glad you guys tuned in today. We got a great conversation lined up with the man behind all the memes, poorly made police memes. You guys are gonna love it. Uh, we talk about everything. We there's some jokes. We talk about leprechauns taking a shit. We talk about, you know, what's wrong with our profession. We talk about what's wrong with the people in our profession. It's really a great insight, and he's a great dude. And we we talked uh, quite a bit, and we had a great conversation. I can't wait to share it with you guys. Um, before we get started, before we dive down that rabbit hole, I want to talk very briefly about karma. And paying it forward. And I'm going to start with asking, when's the last time you paid it forward? When's the last time you were in the drive-thru and you were like, you know what? I'm going to pay for mine. I'm going to pay for the car behind me. And the car behind you, you don't know who it is, um, but you're just going to pay for it. When's the last time you did that? If it's been recently, awesome. Good on you. Uh, I would say it cost you nothing, but obviously it cost you a little bit of money. But listen, why not? Why wouldn't you? Listen, if ti- if times and money are tight, why are you going to the drive-thru anyway? Make that shit at home. But if you got a little extra, why not? Why not be like, you know what? Now, it, I've been I've been on both sides of this. That's why I'm bringing it up. I have been where someone says, "Hey, I'm gonna they're gonna pay for me." I didn't know about it. I get there and it's like, "Wow, that's that's great." Um, on duty, uh, that, that's kind of where I'm I'm focusing the, this point on is doing it on duty. Um, in this time where we have such negative perceptions of police cars, right? You see a police car and most people, eh. The the uh, the media would like us to believe that most people would just flip us off instead of just like waving or whatever. But whatever. W- why not? Why not uh, spend the extra buck fifty, three bucks, five bucks on an extra cup of coffee? Costs nothing. Um, I never... When I do it, I never sit around and wait for a thank you. I'm just back to business, back to what I got to do. That's not the point. 
And, you know, I'm, I'm not um, smart enough to say that it was uh, one religion or one philosophy or another, but the idea of good karma is uh, you can't do something with the hopes of it getting you good karma, all right? Like, that's it's supposed to be a selfless act. So if you're going to be doing a selfless act to better yourself, then you're being selfish. It's still selfish. But... You know, start working it so it's a natural thing. I'm telling you, hey, you should probably try doing this so you're not that big of a tool bag. But maybe try doing it on your own. You know, maybe, you know, one day you're going to be sitting there, you just got your coffee, and you're like, you know what? Let me get the car behind me too. I don't even know this person. It'd be great. One time I did this, and I wanted to tell the story, uh, not to be like, oh, look at me. I'm I'm paying these people, but it's just my luck. Um so I went and I got coffee and uh, I was like, you know, yeah, let me pay for the car behind me. And the, the kid takes my card back and he goes to, to the register and he comes back and he goes, uh, just letting you know, the car behind you has a $20 order. And I was like, of course it fucking does. And I'm like, all right, yeah, go ahead, run it. And so I did. I, I paid for, you know, that guy's coffee and obviously the coffee for everybody and his extended family. But that's okay. That's quite all right. Uh, it, you know, it felt good. To do that, I mean, I got an extra twenty bucks laying around, so I did, and it felt nice. And I'm sure when he got to the window and he got his donuts and coffee and sandwich or whatever, and he was like, "Well, what? Someone paid twenty bucks," and and I think I was on on duty. And you know what? You know, if he thought of my police car in a more positive light, great. And if not, it saved him twenty bucks. So I don't know. Just think about it, guys. Think about how we can help each other. And by each other, I mean our fellow man. Why Why not? If you have the means, if you have the ability, if you have the opportunity, go ahead. Help each other out. It's not going to cost you much. It may cost you 20 bucks, but that's okay. It's probably one of the most expensive cups of coffee I ever had in my life. But it was good. It was a good experience. So just an idea. If, uh, if you guys are, you know, working or off duty, I mean, you don't have to be on duty to pay for somebody's coffee or soda or McDonald's or whatever. Um, just do it, man, you know? So anyway, uh, that's just what I wanted to give you guys to start the show with. Uh, stay tuned. Here comes the episode and the interview with Poorly Made Police Memes. Like I said, we had a great conversation, and I'm sure you will enjoy it. Check it out. years ago um we get a call the day after halloween about a leprechaun knocking on doors you know so we just thought it was a drunk or something like that uh as we get on scene the guy's not there but the the rp's like yeah there was a leprechaun at my door and he had a gun he was threatening me and my family we're like bullshit uh so we start 
you know, kind of doing a canvas of the neighborhood and we hear basically the screams of civilians, you know, oh, he went this way, he went that way, you know, he's wearing a green hat. And we're like, this is the fucking weirdest shit we've ever heard of. <laughs> right. So eventually we end up in this kind of this shady laundry mat. Um, and everybody's just, it's, it's weird. It's like almost cryptic. Everybody's just kind of in there folding their clothes. But everybody's looking at the bathroom. We open the bathroom door and sure as shit, there's a leprechaun on the toilet, <laughs> full costume. Uh, you know, we're, we're giving him orders. He's, you know, ah, I'm just wiping my ass. I'm just wiping his ass. And after watching this guy wipe his ass for a couple minutes, I'm like, it's clean, bud. Like, come out here and talk to him. <laughs> <Right. laughs> so, um, so that, that's, that's about that story. It was kind of interesting. Yeah, man, that's crazy. I, so it's crazy that it actually happened because I was, I was brand new just on my own. Um, let's see, I started on my own in, in, in August. So around Halloween time. So a few months later, like I'm brand new, uh, we get a call in a, in a trailer park that this guy dressed up as a clown broke into this dude's house and was stealing his shit. So I, I don't know if you remember a few years ago when, um, like dressing up as a clown was like a thing, like people were doing that. Oh yeah. I, it was stupid. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, dude. It was, it was scary shit. Uh, we actually had another one side story guy got robbed dressed. The guy was dressed as a clown and the guy that was being robbed actually killed him in clown. And that kind of stopped in, oh. the, in our area to stop that. But anyway, That's so good. we get the call. The guy is dressed as like the clown from it stealing shit out of this guy's house. So we're responding. I was not the first person there. I was probably maybe third or so, but as units are coming on scene, the guy is still on the phone and he's telling dispatch, like he's in the house, he's loading stuff into a bag. Like he's, he's here. So officers get in the door and he's like, yeah, he's in the house. And I'm like, I'm driving around now. I'm driving the neighborhood and it's like a windy, cold, clammy day. Like it's just looks like it's out of a horror movie. And I'm like, if this clown jumps out of here, I am going to shoot it or someone <laughs> bearing resemblance. I am about to shoot it. Uh, it turned out the guy was just crazy. There was no clown. No one was stealing his shit. But it's kind of like your leprechaun story, only the fact that people were like, no, legit, it was a leprechaun. He went that way. And there That's he crazy. was. Yeah. I'm picturing, um, God, what's the guy? Not the dude from Austin Powers. It was, it was another one of the, the short actors. You know in, in Jingle All the Way, the, the small Santa? I don't know if I've seen that one. No, you haven't seen the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that yeah. Was yeah, you're dating yeah, yourself so you got, there, but yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's what I'm picturing, but dressed in a leprechaun outfit and uh, and wiping his ass. That's what I'm picturing. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty that's, much. That's awesome. burned into my memory. Yeah, that's one of the things that you know you don't forget, unfortunately. No, it's really hard to masturbate to, but I still find a way. Yeah. No, you figure it out. That's that's it. We're resilient. Well, uh, after that wonderfully uh, colorful intro. Uh, I'd like to welcome the the man behind the memes, poorly made police memes, onto the show. What is going on, man? How are you? Uh, not too bad, man. Just uh, hanging out, having a couple drinks, and uh, learning how to do podcasts, I guess. Yeah, yeah. This is like podcast 101 for you. Yep. So, poorly made police memes. How old is that account? I feel like it's been around since like the internet started. Uh, you know, it's actually only, it's going to be three years old this summer, so. Are you serious? Uh, really? Yeah, uh, it's it's kind of crazy, man. It, it seems like I've been doing it forever, and it's you know it's really only been three years, unless I'm bad at math. 
Um, <laughs> no, no, it's three years. Yeah, yeah. 2018 is when I started. So Wow. Yeah, I, I remember – I don't remember first finding you, but, like, you, you kind of – I don't know. You've kept up with the content. Like, it's one thing for, like, things to, like, go by the wayside, but you've been consistent. I remember at one point you were making memes, like, you had, like, a theme of the day, and, like, you would, like, just dump, like, all these clerks memes at one time, all this at one time. And that, I think that's when I was really like, man, this guy is on it. And I just started like really following you. And I didn't, you know, it's just, it's crazy that you've been at it for so long, so consistently. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a weird talent and I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It's just, you know, I wish it was something I could actually get paid for, but right, um, right. you know, my buddy, when I first came up with this, he's like, dude, you're, you know, for lack of a better term, you're, you're blowing your load on this. Like you need to slow down, just post yeah. a couple a day. And I'm like, nah, man, I'll, keep it going and so far so good i haven't run out of anything i mean it's the you know the, the job's the greatest show on earth so the the material's endless right right yeah you know you talk about job security it's also meme security like you know you just every day you're going to come across something that'll spark something and the the best part about this job i think is to be able to well not best part but to be able to find humor in what's going on and you know i don't know I, i've talked to somebody before about like how podcasts are almost like modern day stand-up comics. Like everyone, you know, kind of talks and makes jokes or whatever. So I would say like memes are almost like comic strips almost like, you know, we, there's no real comic strips anymore. So it's kind of like the modern day comic strip. Yeah. And I, and sometimes I worry about that. Cause I'm like, you know, every, everything eventually has a shelf life and you know, mm-hmm. how long are memes going to, going to be around? I mean, I would think, you know, funny pictures on the internet forever. I don't know, but you know, before too long, it'll probably get canceled like everything else. Right. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, and, and, you know, you've seen so many cops kind of screw it up as well, where, like, you know, they're they're making memes on their meme account, but on the department phone or um, posting them on duty or whatever, and then they get jammed up. And every time that happens, people like you and me are probably like, ah, shit, here it comes. My department's going to start cracking down. And it's like, all right, delete, delete, delete. Yeah, it's... It's a scary thing, and it and it sucks because, you know, obviously I, I'm, you know, I'd like to consider myself like I'm not the cop I portray on like on the meme page, like, you know, well that's kind of a lie. I mean, like I have the sense of humor, but I mean you're out there, you're being professional. But mm-hmm. it's a shame that you know in the real world we can't we can't joke about things. I mean, we all know that we've said terrible stuff after calls. Yes. And then when somebody says something on a call and it's on body camera, we all rush it. Oh, that's that's horrible. Bro, you know you said oh, things a hundred times worse. Like, right? It, it, it's okay to have a sense of humor, but it's not. It's it's not anymore, which is frustrating. And I mean, you see meme accounts just, you know, the great ones they just disappear. And mm-hmm. part part of that is, is guys are posting shit that's probably over the line sometimes. But I mean, if it's not all funny, then none of it's funny, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I. It, you know, it, there's a time and a place for everything. You know, some memes or some ideas I've had. I've sent to my buddies and I'm like, I'm not going to post this, but it's pretty fucking funny. And that's it. Like, you know, there's different levels. Like the way when I post something, cause my department's pretty, they, a lot of them know that I, that I'm doing it. Um, not by my actions, other people have found out, but whatever. So I'm always like, all right, what do I, you know, I got to post things. So if I do get like in trouble or whatever, it's not going to look that bad. And that's kind of where I, that's my line. Like, if, okay, if this has to go to the news, how bad is it going to look? And that's kind of what I've done to 
hopefully mitigate anything, knock on wood, that were to come my way. But so many people, they push that envelope. And obviously that's kind of, you know, shock culture or whatever. And I've told, I've told different meme accounts, I'm like, dude, I wouldn't post that. You're going to get jammed up. And they're like, no, 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 they're fine. And then they don't exist anymore and they just kind of disappear. So you're absolutely right. Yeah. And it's, it is frustrating, man. Cause I, I've got some good, great ones on my phone that I'm like, nope, can't do it because, mm-hmm. you know, being a cop and, you know, the, the sick sense of humor we have, like, I, I think most of us behind the scenes would laugh at it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, publicly you can't, which is right. a problem in itself. But, yeah, I mean, I, I've actually given that same advice to other meme pages. In fact, in the meme where I reached out to somebody, I was like, you need to be careful about what you're posting because, you know, it's funny, but oof, you got to be careful. Right, right. And, you know, you got to be cognizant of what is, you know, acceptable. And obviously, like, a true, you know, to, to be comedic, you know, you want to kind of push the level, the envelope and everything, but we're, you know, our career in my mind, my career comes first. So I'm going to keep that in mind before I do anything else. You know, I'm not a comic. I'm not George Carlin. I'm not getting paid to say questionable things. So I'm not going to risk it to that level. And I try to tell people that like, you're not a shock comic. You're not Howard Stern. Like, what are you doing? You know, that's, that's kind of my take on the whole thing at least. Yeah, and you're right, and and I definitely go back and forth on it because half of me is like, nah, fuck them, you know, we should be able to laugh mm-hmm. at shit, and then the other half's like, I like my job. Well, yeah. that's a lie. I didn't like my job, but but you know what I'm saying, right? Like, you know, you got to put mm-hmm. food on the table and you got to pick what's first, but you know, that's I guess that's just kind of the got to read the room, and that's kind of where things are right now. So, yeah. you know, if you're brave enough to stand up to it, good on you, but you got to be careful too. Right, right, and then at the very end of it is, you know, not my pig, not my farm, like. I- I don't, you know, if you're going to do that, that's on you. I'm not going to be attached to it. And that's, you know, but you're absolutely right. Um, I remember, you know, the cop sense of humor. I remember this just happened earlier this week. Some Florida deputies got suspended. They were talking shit to each other um, over the, the MDT, over their CAD system. And it was the same shit that we would do in a text message to your buddy after a call. Like, you know, oh, I'm so, I, I got to cancel this call. Oh, I'm going to do this, whatever. Or like even talking shit like hot chicks, chick walks by. I'm like, oh, look at that bitty in red. Something like that. That's what they were talking about, but they were doing it on their department CAD. And we all know that department CAD is monitored, is audited, and they all got jammed up. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, come on, guys. Use some common sense. Yeah, I actually didn't know it was monitored for the longest time. Uh-huh. I'm kind of surprised I got away with some of the shit I used to say over the CAD. Um, mm-hmm. But it all makes sense now. I'm like, how did they know I said that? So, yeah, I wish somebody would have, you know, gave me that little tidbit of information. That would have been great. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, and, and it's one of those things, too, where, like, you know, you know, off the clock, like, hey, man, go have fun, do all that stuff. But, like, man, I'm just seeing guys do so much dumb shit on duty. We're like, you know, we all know, you know, if you follow my page, I have a deep hatred for the TikTok thing. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of it stems from, like, these dudes are doing the shit on duty. And then they don't understand why they're getting in trouble for it. Now, right. I do make jokes about sitting in parking lots, which I think you should. But, you know, if you're on duty and you're in uniform, you can't expect not to get in trouble. You're like, if you vi- knowingly violate policies, you have to know what comes with it. Right or wrong. Like, you know, they made a big deal of that guy that, you know, was dogging on LeBron. And his video was funny as shit. But, dude, you're on duty. Like, just you got to think that shit out. Yeah. And, you know, you and I have talked about it. In you know, on the in the back channels about like 
the TikTok cops and everything and how you, you don't really talk about all I saw your Power Rangers meme though. That was funny. Um, <laughs> but like some of them, they've gone to the point of being like, Oh, well, I don't post on, I don't make these on duty. I'm like, bro, you're telling me you get in full uniform off duty, get in your police car, but you're doing it all off duty. Come on. Well, if they were, that's almost even worse. Right. Then, then you need to get mentally or checked mentally. Cause that's, that's a problem. Well, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but you know, and I get, sometimes I get a little conflicted about that because I do give a lot of hate towards TikTok. but then like, you think like really the guys that did a lot for really for the meme pages is like Daniels and Mike, the cop yeah. and Baker and hook them and book them. And all those dudes, and they were kind of doing the same thing except the Vine thing. And I yeah. always thought that shit was funny. I don't know why I like those guys, and I don't like a lot of the newer guys. I think a lot of the new stuff is kind of, to me, it's like kind of the attention horror, like, look at me. And, like, the lip singing, it's, like, cringy, you know? Well, I think with them, first off, they were, you know, they were the pioneers as far as, like, the Instagram cop comedy type thing. So they get a pass on that. And... I don't know. I, you're right. I think now, though, people just do it for the look at me, look at me type thing. Whereas originally, yeah, and, and Mike and Daniels, they all obviously they made it to look at them, too. But it was different. I don't know why. It's totally different. Yeah, I can't I think, put my finger on it either. I can't, you know, because like the Officer Daniel stuff on Vine, like when he first started, mm-hmm. man, that stuff was like the funniest shit. Yeah, um, that was like the perfect medium for him. Um and I don't know why I can't do the same and look at these TikToks. I mean, a lot of it too is you got like the dancing dudes, and that's just embarrassing, man. Like, right. but that's just me too. I mean, there, you know, whenever I throw shade at them, there's plenty of supporters that come. Oh no, they're just trying to humanize the badge, which I, I guess, agree to disagree on that. Right. I and I've had this debate for as long as I've been on my Instagram. Like, you know, there's ways to humanize the badge that isn't dancing in your uniform, that isn't posting half naked with the word officer next to your name. Like there's different ways to do it. That Who may could be you little... be referencing on that? Who could that be? That's huh. funny though. It's funny you say that because there's actually more than one. Oh, okay. So anyway, before we go too far down that rabbit hole, <laughs> um, how did, how did your page all start though? Did you, were you just sending it to people in your, in your area and they were like, your buddy said like, man, you could do something with this or. So the way it started is, uh, you know, like what, when everybody started making memes a couple of years ago, like everybody likes memes. I thought it was funny. And I get, I kind of, you know, I started making some and send them to friends and, and really got started like making fun of people on my team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the rookies and stuff. And then like my hockey team had a meme page. And so I started kind of, they let me post stuff on there. And, and at first it was pretty atrocious. And then, you know, I got a little bit better at it. And it actually, the whole thing started with a page called poorly made memes, which was not police related. Um, but then I was, I just realized that, you know, the police stuff is kind of like my wheelhouse. And so I just made that page as kind of a spoof of that. Um, And I didn't really know what to expect of it. I never would have thought it would have got this big. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm, you know, I'm humbled by it. I'm very, it's, it's cool. People look at my stuff. Like I, it's kind of a weird thing. Like, I feel like I'm this normal dude. And then people are like, Oh yeah, you do that page. That's awesome. I'm like, Oh, it's a weird thing, man. It's a weird thing to describe, but I do owe a lot of credit to, you know, the bigger pages, like, you know, I comment and they, share like the cop humor on Facebook, man, that guy's been awesome to me. Um, Local briefing posts, those guys have been always good to me. So um, yeah, honestly, I just, I, I just kind of got lucky and maybe hit at the right time and things kind of took off for me. Yeah, that's great. And and you're right. It it did. I remember I was in college back in like 08. So there's a date for you. Um, And my roommate was really big. I don't know if Reddit was it, but he was on like the, 
the message boards and everything, and he kept talking about memes. And I was like, I don't, need, I don't even know what that is. That's like when I can has cheeseburger was like. It. Oh yeah, like I remember that. that. Yeah. But I was like, all right, yeah, whatever. That's just kind of some weird like nerd thing. And then before you know it, like two, three years pass, and suddenly memes are everywhere, and it's the culture. And then when I was in the police academy, this dude that sat next to me did what you did, was just making memes about shit that was happening in class, and he would like, you know send it to me or send it around class. And I'll be like, Oh, that's really funny. And then one day I was like, dude, what, what, uh, how? And then he teaches me. And before you know it, that's, that's what I did. And that's how my page kind of started. Well, my page started because I made a meme. It was, it was a trooper meme and I sent it to a handful of people, maybe 10 people that I knew one of them being a trooper. And then the next thing, you know, I see that meme I made being shared by officer Baker. And I'm like, Whoa, what happened? Awesome, it's got like, man. Yeah. But I'm like, how? Like, I didn't post it on my Facebook. I didn't post it on Instagram. And then from there, I was like, all right, well, I need to brand this stuff because no one knows I made it. And that'd be really cool to know that I made it. So that's how my page made or came to be. Man, that's a way cooler story than mine. That's awesome. <laughs> it isn't it. Like, I don't know. It's, it's just it's just crazy. Yeah. Like you said, cop humor and uh, local briefing posts, those pages – yeah, they kind of um, – what's the other one? Police humor? Police something? Yeah, they they shared a lot of my stuff too. That kind of helped. But I've gotten better reception on Instagram than Facebook. How how has it been for you? Are you just kind of even across the way? Does everyone just know the name now? Uh, I actually kind of got into Instagram a lot later. It was – really, I was only – I was on Facebook for the first couple of years uh, or maybe the first year. And then I had somebody – a buddy that was like, Hey man, you got to do Instagram. It's going to be way, way better for you. You're going to get a lot more. And I didn't know a whole lot about it. You know, I was kind of like the boomer, like what's Instagram. I, you know, I, I just thought, yeah, yeah, people yeah. so I didn't really understand it. Um, and so I made the Instagram page and that, um, that's kind of the, the breadwinner right now. Facebook. I don't know, man. I, Facebook's kind of weird. Like the algorithms, like sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, like I got almost what, like 180,000 people follow me on Facebook, but you know, I'll, I'll see the analytics and like 10,000 people see it. And I'm like, well, how does that work? And then Instagram, yeah. I have a lot less and it seems like just as many. So I don't really understand how it works and it's really not worth the brain power. So I just keep posting memes and hopefully people see them. See, and I've noticed I started on Instagram. I made the Facebook, but for some reason I can't get the two to share properly or share together or whatever. And I can't really read the analytics on the Facebook the way I can on Instagram. Like I feel like the Instagram platform is way more user-friendly. So I, I mean, I favor the Instagram way too much, not too much, but way more. So I don't, I don't know the whole algorithm thing. I, I lose my mind about it. Everyone's like, Oh, you got to do this. And then I'm like, I don't care anymore. Like it's just, well, it yeah, is what it yeah. Is. people are like do hashtags and I'm like, that's stupid. And may, maybe it's not, maybe my page would be way more successful. I, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm not going to put hashtags at the end of every meme. It just seems silly to me. Yeah. So, I did that in, in the jump, like when I first started and they were good for, for the beginning, but now, and especially, you know, Instagram blocks anything that's law enforcement related or something stupid. So if I put a meme out with hashtags on it, I'll get maybe, you know, smaller number of uh, exposure or interactions because of that. It's not worth it. It's not worth keeping a list of hashtags. So I would advise against it, but what do I know? Yeah, well, I, I haven't, so why start? Now, so. <laughs> there you go, yeah. So you've you've got your page, you've done that. Uh, you also had um, the other pages of yours that I followed, I don't know if it's still up, but it's uh, poorly made relationship memes or parenting memes, one of them. Maybe I did So both. yeah, I, 
I kind of got out of control last year. Like I was like, I need a page for this, this, and this, and this. And I was like, that's ridiculous. So um, I had like a relationship one. I had the original poorly made memes one. Um, all I have right now is the parenting one. And anything that's not police related, maybe it's not even parenting related. I kind of throw on that one. Just, you know, if I think of something or my kids do something, I, I throw it on there. So that's like a good, just something extra to do. And, you know, if somebody wants a break from the cop stuff, they can go check that out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and those are always good too, but I, I agree. And that's what I tried to do with my page with making like different 10, eight based things. The podcast is even one of them, but yeah, it's just so much work to keep up with them and keep them like active and fresh and whatever that I just, I kind of was like, Nope, I don't even care about them anymore. And I just stick straight with the, the meme page and, and that's it. So I totally get that. And then you've got, you've got the merch that you sell too. Yeah. Which is, which is, which is cool. I mean, it, it's, it's very humbling that people spend their hard earned money on, on my stupid stuff. So I just, you know, I thought it'd be cool to have something like, you know, I, I don't know if it's like a boomer thing to wear the t-shirts with, you know, stupid sayings on them, but I thought that would be a funny thing to have. And like, we make mugs and stuff. So it's, you know, it's cool. It kind of helps keep the lights on and, you know, cause I, I mean, I do, you know, I spend quite a bit of time on it and I'm, I'm grateful mm-hmm. that I get the opportunity, but it is nice to have a little bit of extra money. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's kind of one of the things that I took from you when I was starting out, I was like, Oh, well he's making t-shirts and stuff. Like that. Let me try it. And it's kind of, it's a mixed bag. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it sells. Oh yeah. It's, it's very, it's a very hit or miss thing. And then you're also, you know, again, not to, to bore your listeners, but you're kind of, you're kind of hoping on the Facebook algorithm too. Cause if you hit like a low end or I've noticed that if you put links in posts, they don't like it. And you know, cause not every, you know, it's one of those things like not every one of the people following the page, you'll see it. Like you probably suffered through this too. Like some guys like, Oh, you sell t-shirts. That's great. You know, I've been following your page for two years. I'm like, I've been selling t-shirts for two years. You didn't know. Right. So yeah. trying to run a business, you know, if we call it a business on Facebook, it's, it's kind of frustrating that, you know, they don't allow you to put your business out there, but it's, you know, it's a free program. What can you do? It's funny you said that because I think yesterday or something, I made a post about selling a t-shirt and someone was like, whoa, 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 you have t-shirts? I was like, yeah, I've had them for almost, almost as long as my page. And they go, I had no idea. And I was like, that's really frustrating, but okay, here's a link. Yep. Like, yep. Yeah. I saw that in your story post and I was like, yep, I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. The Gotta love the people that are like, man, I want to support you. Like, so my background is music. I used to play in a band and you know, people would always be like, oh man, I got to come out and see you play. And then they would never show up or they would try. Oh, bro, to... I, I used to be in a band in high school. Same thing, man. Okay. My friends were yeah. like, oh yeah, let's come out. It'll be great. And then like three people show up and it's like, all right, right. I get, you don't want to hear the same Blink-182 covers again, but like, at least you're my friend. You're supposed to come, right? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And like where we were, we were in the middle of nowhere in New Jersey. So everywhere that we had to go, we would have to travel. So we like, listen, guys, we'll we'll do a carpool. Everyone like load in our truck and we'll go. And then that worked for a little bit. But then it's like, all right, we can't keep asking the same people to spend the same $10 to come to this. Like it got frustrating, obviously. But the other one is where like, you know, people, uh, bands or venues were, would be like, hey, you want to come play? We're not going to pay you but we'll give you exposure it's like oh great that that fills my gas tank thank you for the exposure that's yeah. just like that's just like the people that follow my page like hey man i'm gonna support you and like that's cool and then like the the post i made like okay if you don't want to buy a shirt can you check out the podcast oh i don't like podcasts okay can you at least share my memes no i'm not gonna do that either like oh, then what's what are you doing like yeah cool, you know? I'm, glad, I'm glad you enjoy the memes but now i i guess and this is this is an alternative theory because I've been kind of blaming Facebook for a while, but I, I've noticed sometimes, you know, things don't get shared and you're like, and you know, it's good. I'm like, 
I wonder if it's just because people are afraid to share that kind of stuff now because mm. anything pro police is going to get a target on them. True, right. Where I, they're like, I don't want to deal with my aunt Karen. So I'm, you know, I'll laugh at this and I'll send it to my buddies, but I'm not going to put it else anywhere else, you know? Yeah. That, that could be a thing. Very true. I didn't think of that one. That's, that's fair. That's fair. And I've noticed that like the ones that I make that are a little more political, they don't share as much. And that's probably exactly why. So I think, I think you're right. I think you're onto something. Yeah. So, you know, so you said something that I was wondering. So people where you are at know that you are the poorly made guy. Some people probably more than I'd like. Um, I try to keep it under wraps and you know how it is, man. Somebody mm-hmm. says something cause they think it's cool. And then, you know, then a whole bunch of people knew, I mean, like I said, more people, than I would like to knew. I mean, like they're, you know, my circle of friends always knew and like, I'm an idiot too. I'd want to impress the right people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, some people knew, I don't know if my admin ever knew, um, mm-hmm. never came up in my exit interview. So I don't know. <laughs> well, that that's good then. I mean, I remember, you know, I would send a few things to people and they found out, but where it was like the big, like aha moment, we had a shots fired call at the school and we all go there. Everything was fine. It wasn't a shots fired call, whatever. As we're like clearing up and clearing the the scene, one of my buddies that was that's been cool to me since I got hired goes, "Hey man, you're the ten eight guy," and I was like, "Maybe." And he's like, "Man, that's some funny shit." We shared in the office because he's up in an in investigation. He's like, "We shared in the office all the time." I'm like, "Whew, okay, yeah, we're good." And then you know, so it became kind of con- or it is kind of common knowledge, um, but not everyone knows about the podcast, and now that's starting to get common knowledge. So I'm like. I'm torn because like, okay, cool. More people are listening. That's cool. That's kind of the whole point. But now it's like, do I have to watch what I say? What, you know, what do I have to worry about here? But I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a weird thing. Cause you'd like to think, you know, you could trust your brothers and sisters, even if you said something uh, that maybe they didn't agree with, but unfortunately uh, you know, the term blue Falcon is there for a reason. And, you know, that that's what, you know, I always foresaw the end of my page being, you know, some somebody saw something on the page that they thought was against them or whatever, and they felt slighted, and then they would say something, and that would be, you know, that would be the end. Because, you know, I never, I don't think I was violating policy. I wouldn't have done it if I thought I was violating policy. But, man, they can, they can manipulate policy if they want to. So that's always yeah. concerning. Absolutely, yeah. And then there's always that one policy or – one uh, reprimand for conduct unbecoming, which is the umbrella that can get anything uh, under there. So I'm always like, oh, yeah, that's, mm. that's like careless driving. Well, I don't know what you guys have that in New Jersey, but oh, that's, like yep. a careless, that's a careless driving of IA complaints is conduct unbecoming. Oh, we don't know what they're going to get you with. So let's just throw that on there. Yep, absolutely. And it, I had one, man, never mind. I can't say it on recording, <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it's just, no, you're absolutely right. But again, I do everything in good faith. I'm sure you did too when you were working then, you know, but again, blue Falcons exist. People are going to get their butt hurt and, you know, just got to take it as it comes. But I've always said also that my career is more than the meme page. So if someone said, Hey, you got to shut it down. I might bitch and complain for a second, but you know, I'll take the paycheck over the meme page any day. Oh, absolutely. So you, you kind of mentioned it before about an exit interview. So poorly. Is, <laughs> I remember someone texting me that I work with, they go, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. What happened to poorly made? So let's let's talk about this elephant in the room real quick. So you you walked away, huh? Yeah, uh, and man, it was uh, it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. I mean, I you know I, I think anybody that's followed my page for any length of time have seen 
you know, it, it went to uh, more cheeky and fun to uh, cruel, right? And, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, you just get to a point where, um, and I love the job. I love being a cop, um, you know, not to toot my own horn, but I know I was a good cop. And, you know, it, where I was in my state and my department, um, I was just miserable. And uh, I just kind of came to the conclusion that uh, life's too short um, to be unhappy. And, you know, I was kind of in a position where I kind of have a half-assed plan to get out. And, um, you know, after wrestling with it for some time, I just decided, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull the plug here and kind of move on. Um, with that said, I mean, I, I miss it, man. I, I mean, I don't miss where I worked, but uh, I miss the boys uh, and the gals. Um, mm -hmm. I miss taking calls and, and, you know, the actual true victims and stuff like that. And, mm -hmm. you know, being a cop and that's kind of where I'm, I'm really struggling right now is if I want to go back. Um, you know, I'm, I'm it's not going into too many details about my life. I mean, I'm making some major changes and I don't know if it's a thing where, you know, I go back, you know, a smaller agency, you know, a place that's not <laughs> full of communists and try there. Um, yeah. but, but it's, it's one of those things where, there's just kind of this crazy narrative out there and, and, you know, you could be in the most police supported place on earth, but man, they'll find you if they want to, you know? And, um, so that, that's kind of the tough thing, man. Cause I, the only thing I ever wanted was to be a cop, man. Um, so it has been tough to walk away for sure. Yeah. And just for some context, how long were you on the job? Uh, about eight years or over eight years, like eight and a half years. Okay. And while you were there, did you only work patrol or did you work any specialized gigs too? Nah, man, I'm a beat cop. That was, that was kind of the thing I enjoyed. I liked the variety of it. Um, yeah. I thought about, you know, I, and I, I, I consider myself a good investigator, but I just, I just never saw myself as being a detective and I'd get fatter than I already am. So <laughs> I just, you know, I like, I like being a beat cop, man. Like a lot of people, Oh, what do you want to do? Oh, I want to do this, this, and this. And I, I, I like being a cop, man. Like yeah, to me, yeah. that's why you should become a cop is to be a beat cop and all this other stuff is, you know, is extra. Right. I, you're, you know, it's crazy because, so I went to the Academy with the, I, well, I went to the Academy with the idea in mind that I wanted to work like DEA, like drug task force, that kind of shit. And then when I got out of the academy and I started doing things, I'm like, no, I kind of just, you know, I like, I like a little bit of traffic, like a little investigating, all that stuff. And then I wanted to, I got into crime scene. Then I was like, oh man, I really want to be like a major case detective, yada, yada, yada. Well, last year, uh, two years ago, I joined a narcotics investigation unit and I did that for a year and a half. And I just recently got back on patrol and I'm like, man, I miss this shit. Like, like you said, like, the variety, you never know what call is going to come up, how it's going to plan out. And when I talk to other people, they're always like, don't rush away from patrol. Like, it's not bad. Like, it, And it's not. I can see where it can get monotonous. It can get annoying. If you get a bad crew or a bad zone partner or a bad car partner, whatever you may have at your agency, yeah, that can make it a little worse or if your supervisors are on your ass or whatever. But, you know, patrol is the backbone of policing for a reason. Well, first off, it's the first line of defense, but there's just so much variety. If you want to work dope or traffic or investigations, like there's different ways to do it. So I think you're right, you know, and, and that's not something I would have said a year and a half ago when I was like, get me off patrol. But yeah, patrol is, is highly underrated, I think. It is. And I think, you know, and I'm stealing this from somebody else, but if patrol was a special assignment, everyone would fucking want to do it. Mm-hmm everyone would want to go to patrol. Um, and 
you know, and I think, you know, and I know it's not possible some places, but I mean, you know, bigger agencies, I think they would do a lot of good if they rotated their people out of patrol every once in a while mm-hmm. just to get a, a change of scenery. Because, I mean, that was, I don't know if it would have saved me, man, but I mean, uh, you know, and, and it's, you know, a big agency special assignments are, you know, hotly contested because people want to get off the patrol. Off patrol. Right. Um, and so it can be hard, you know, to get picked for these special assignments. And, you know, I think that can kind of help with burnout. You know, if, if somebody's kind of struggling, hey, let's get them out, let them do something else. And then, all right, I'm ready to go back. But I don't know, I, I not to go on a tangent, but I think a lot of departments kind of get stuck in the same, this is the way we do things, this is the way we promote, this is the way we do blah, 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 blah. And no one, I hate to say it, but no one thinks outside the box. Right. And I think that kind of hinders the development of a police department. And then you get this, well, this is the way we've always done things. Oh, yeah. And then that leads into, oh, this is why we always get lawsuits for the same shit, you know? Exactly. There's there's a reason why, you know, people. Are, this is the way we've always done things. Yeah, because it's the easiest way to do things. You don't have to, you know, think outside the box. You don't have to change things or whatever. And then when you start making those changes, because it's just how we are as people, you know, think of every time Facebook changes its layout, right? Everyone's pissed for like a, a, a week, but then you get used to it or whatever. Same thing with policing, same thing with any line of work. Like you change things, yeah, you're going to bitch about it for a little bit, but eventually you get used to it, you get good at it, and that's not a problem anymore. And then sometimes you'll find out that it's more efficient the way you're doing it now. A lot of times it's going to be more efficient. So yeah, you're absolutely right. And we get, I would like to see, if not cycling people out of patrol, but cycling people out of the same area of patrol. So what I would like, what I would say is like every two years, every three years, you have to go either to the other district or you have to go to nights or you have to go to days, but you get the same kind of slug that's chilling in his parking lot on days for seven years. That's not really accomplished anything. He's going to get burnt out. And, you know, but if you make that a variety, you kind of change things up. Who knows? You might revitalize his career. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, and going to go down the rabbit hole again is, is you brought up the whole parking lot thing. And, and I've been making a whole lot of things about like kind of honestly promoting guys stay in the parking lot, which is kind of the product of the environment. But, you know, before, before in the good days, like in the good times, there was always right. that salty veteran that was like, well, I do this because I've been fucked over so many times by admin and blah, blah, blah. And half of you is like, okay, was this guy fucked over by admin because he's a piece of shit? Or is this guy a slug because he actually was screwed over? And, and then, you know, as a, as a new cop, you're like, you're kind of on the fence. Like, well, should I, is his tale a cautionary one or is this guy just a a piece of crap? And so, you know, I guess in the old days I would say, Hey man, if you, you hate the job, then just leave. And then, you know, people say, well, well, you know, you know, it's a paycheck and blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, you get into, well, it's a calling. So if you don't want to do it, then you really shouldn't be there. Um, Mm -hmm. But now, you know, it's kind of strange for me. I mean, it's kind of weird making memes now about, sitting in parking lots and you know not being productive but uh, i'll tell you what i mean i I don't know how things are in your state but where i was at i mean it was almost like it was encouraged don't go cause problems no yeah i mean i can i can definitely see that i can definitely see that around the country my area is has been good knock on wood uh i mean i'm I'm in florida so i've got ron desantis like he's oh you're dude you're golden you right yeah you're fine yeah but i like i said i can see it around the country the other way, you know, I've got friends in New Jersey, New York, uh, talk to followers from Illinois and California, where it's just like, we want to do our job, but 
we don't want to ruin our lives either. That was another reason I kind of walked away too is because, you know, morally, what am I doing? Yeah. You know, like, this is not, this is not why I became a cop, you know? And so that, I, I mean, I think you are going to see a lot of guys, you know, kind of in this, you know, I think the guys that have been around for a while and they're kind of stuck because of, you know, their pensions are too old to go do something else. They'll stick it out. But I think a lot of guys, you know, in my range, they're gone. And that mm-hmm. is going to be bad because, you know, you're going to see a lot of new cops and man, we all know we were all there. New cops mm-hmm. suck. You don't know any better. Um, it's not their fault. You just have to learn through experience. But when all your, your peers are to your cops too, oof, you know, yeah. you're not going to have the voice of reason on your shift. Before I left patrol, I was probably third senior. And now when I'm my new squad, I'm second senior. And I've, I've got less than 10 years on it. That's crazy. You've got uh, field training officers with two years on. Like they're still learning the job themselves. It's like, how is that even possible? That's a thing that's got to stop. I've seen that in a lot of police departments. Yeah. And if any, you know, any admin is listening to this podcast, which they probably aren't, but if you are, stop making rookies FTOs. Mm-hmm. Like it's ridiculous. If, yep. Even if you don't, you know, if you have to force like senior dudes to do it, sorry, senior dudes, but like you cannot have rookies train guys or figure right. out why people aren't put in for FTO. Yep. Yep. You're, you're, you're spot on. I think I used to want to be an FTO even when I started out. Cause I have, I had previously wanted to be a teacher. So like teaching people and telling people how to do things and I'm not bad at my job. So I was like, Oh, that'd be a pretty, that would make sense. Like I could easily tell people. And so they made me kind of fill in like one offs here and there when the FTO was out or whatever. And I had, I I had three trainees for three, one single day each. And all three of them were fine. No issues with any of them. They all had prior experience. So that made my job easier. But then I started thinking about, the guys that aren't good, like the soup sandwiches, the ones that will not pass. Like I don't want them in my car. Like, you know, like that is such a liability on so many different ways. Like you could get him killed. I could get me killed. I could get a citizen killed. Like there's so many negative variables. I was like, Nope, I don't want to do it. Never mind. Don't. Nope. Mm-mm. So I used to. I'm in the exact same boat as you, man. Like when I was new, you know, they asked me, Hey, what do you want to do? And I was like, Oh, I want to be an FTO. And like the next week they sent me, to the FTO class, mm-hmm. which was ridiculous, right? I'm like a, a, a one-year cop at that point. Uh, and I go to this class, and I'm like completely overwhelmed by that. I'm like, hold on, I'm still figuring out what I'm supposed to do, and then i got to yeah. do this, this, and this, and this. Uh, and then I did fill in later in my career, and I was, you know, I was pretty lucky. I had the same thing. I had dudes that were just fine, but I'm like, A, I'm a control freak, so it's kind of hard to uh-huh. sit back and like not do everything because I'm like, all right, we should have been done with this 20 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Um and B, all the, all the reasons you listed, I mean, the liability is so great. And, you know, if I don't have to, why not? Which, you know, as I say it, it's pretty damn selfish. So I guess uh, I'm not, I wasn't really helping with the problem, but uh, <laughs> so yeah, still no rookies as FTOs. I, so because of that, I kind of turned into like a mentor on my squad. Everyone would call me and be like, Hey, what do you think about this? Or what should I do here? And I like that way more. Like, cause at the oh, end yeah. of the day, I could, I could be like, Hey, you don't like what I said? Go call Sarge. Like they'll, they'll tell you the real answer, but that's, that's my opinion. And that's it. That's where my liability ended. And it was good. Uh, it's kind of like, I've seen a meme where it was like, when you ask somebody's, when someone asks your opinion, you give it and you end it with fuck if I know, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, don't put this all on me. And that's kind of how I am on the road. But, and I like that. I like having that. First off, I like having guys that they can trust me that I can lead them in the right direction. I like helping people. So that's 
obviously part of it, but it's not one-on-one, so I'm good. So that's kind of where I'm like, all right, I'm kind of doing what I want to do as, as like training or helping, but not. And that's, I'm not getting the dollar fifty extra an hour, but I'm okay with that. I'm really okay with that. I and I, I agree, man. That was I. I like that. I mean, like I, I would try really hard because I mean, I remember when I was a rookie that, you know, you know, guys wouldn't talk to you for like a year until they figured you out. And I, which I, I kind of get that old school mentality, but like I, I always try to get the new guys under my wing, and you know, if they oh, listen yeah. to me and they wanted help, I'd help them. But you know, not to da- bag on like the millennials and the Gen Zs, but man, some of those people. You know, you try and help them out, throw them a bone. They're like, nope, I know what I'm doing. Okay, dude, you've been here for 30 minutes, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I remember, so when I started out and I got on my first squad, my senior zone partner was not really se- – I mean, he was senior. He was out on his own like a year and a half before me, but we were in the academy together, so not really senior. But he had been in that zone for three, four years. Then when, you know – my second year on that squad, he got moved to a different zone. Now I was the senior car and uh, a rookie came out. So I was like, which is a big deal at the time. It was a big deal to me. I was like, wow, man, I reached this point. That's cool. So like, I reached out to the, the new guy. You know, I was like, you know, whatever you need, let me help you. And that's kind of how I've always been. Just like when there's someone new on the squad, I'll reach out. I'll introduce myself. Be like, hey, I don't really know what I'm doing, but we'll figure it out together. Kind of thing. Because I've never understood that old school mentality of like stone face, like, you know, you're, you're nothing till you're somebody, but at the same time with such high turnover rates, it's like, all right, I'm not going to learn your name <laughs> until you're like here for three years. Cause every time these people like leave so quickly, it's like, shit, what was that guy's name? Like double edged sword. Oh, yeah. 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 And like the senior dudes, um, on my shift, I mean, I, I loved them, man. I learned so much from them dudes and, yeah. and, and it depends if you get it. Like I, you know, if you have a guy like that, just go earn their respect. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty simple, but it is frustrating when you you know you roll up to a call and they won't even talk to you. Um, but that I mean that was just kind of the way things were, so you kind of rolled with it. So right, right, yeah, and you've got a lot of those older guys. You know, they're probably first off they've been in the job forever. They're probably former military, so that's also part of that culture. So, but you've got all these new guys, myself included, not part of that culture. So I don't get it where I'm like, all right, we're all on the same team. Let's like not be dicks to each other. So it's just different cultures and different kind of mindsets. But yeah, there's, there's definitely ways to work through it. And eventually, hopefully it's a, you know, one big happy kind of fucked up family, but it's not terrible, you know? And then I always also make the joke and I make several memes about it, but like for a thin blue line family, we're also very incestuous. So stay out of that. Oh Yeah. I didn't like the, the use of that word there. I'm a little concerned about that. I don't know what's going on in your department, but. You, shit, man. My, my department is just one big high school. Everyone's tagging each other, gossiping each other. It's, it's, it's rough. So, yeah. And that's, that is, you know, and it, it's fucked up for me to say this because I'd make a meme about TikTokers and make fun of people pretty much daily. But it, it's hard because, like, that's kind of the thing is, like, we kind of all give each other shit. And people, you know, you should be able to give and take. But at the same time, man, like, there is just for a time that we need to be unified, yeah. there's not a whole lot of uh, unity because I think, you know, guys that work in a good place like you in Florida, they don't understand, you know, why the guys in, you know, California and Colorado and Illinois and New York, why they don't do shit anymore. Right. Um, or at the same time, you know, these guys in the, these ultra blue States, they don't understand why are you guys going out? You know, why are you guys making traffic stops? You mm-hmm. know, what's, what's wrong with you? So, you know, I think, 
you know, that this is the time for the thin blue line to be something, right? Um, yeah. There needs to be more unity. I mean, and it's kind of cool with our, you know, the little meme community. I mean, like, I think a lot of the, you know, the pages and uh, I guess a shout out to Not Today IA for doing the, like, the meme war. It kind of got everybody yeah. a lot closer, like on our, our end of things, which is cool. But, you know, I think nationwide, I mean, anytime there's a big, you know, shooting, there's a lot of dudes going, oh, well, I wouldn't have done this, this, and this, and this. And it's like, fuck, dude, you weren't there. I mean, I'd even right. see that in my department where, like, you know, we'd have a major incident and guys were like, oh, wait, I would have never done that. And it's like, well, yeah, because you wouldn't have left the fucking parking lot when there was a call for help, you lazy slug. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. You know, so, you know, the, the, the high school, you know, it's high school with guns, right? So that, that shit's got to stop at some point. I mean, I think it's fine and well to give each other shit, but um, we need to quit the backstabbing. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think um, I, I was talking to some people and they, we were talking about giving each other shit over the internet. And it's like, yeah, but like, would you say that shit to my face? Maybe, maybe yeah. not. It, which is, which is fair. hundred percent. Like there's just so much that we get away with because of the internet. And you're right. The, the meme community, the the internet community has gotten cops closer. I mean, I've talked, like I said earlier to people across the country. And uh, one of the people I talked to, he's a, he's a detective sergeant in Illinois and, or in Indiana. And he's like, Oh, wouldn't it be great if like we use this uh, networking to like solve cases and shit. I was like, yeah, that'd be really cool if it ever comes that way. And I guess he did reach out to somebody. So there's a lot of positives, but there is just still so much negativity that we do need to stop the whole blue Falcon thing, which will never stop. People no. are always going to to step on people to get, get up. Um, but we, I think everyone listening and, and just people like you and I, need to be conscious of like, all right, let's not screw people over. Let's not talk about each other behind their back. Like if there's a big incident, don't be like, oh man, what was Jimmy doing? They just shut up. Just stop. You yeah. weren't there. We always we always get on the the politicians and the news people saying like, oh, they're Monday morning quarterbacking. Well we do it to ourselves too. Oh yeah. We you know honestly like we are our own worst enemy. I mean like mm-hmm. You know, a guy will get in trouble across the country for something. And it's, you know, you have the, the copycat crimes. Well, you have the fucking copycat cop. They'll do the same fucking shit. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you fucking idiot. You know, <laughs> you know, I guess the other thing with the Internet is you have to worry about, you know, especially on our pa- type of pages. Like it's it's all anonymous, right? We don't know who's actually posting on it. So, you know, you got guys and gals posting on this and, you know, citing, you know, what they know about police work. How do we actually know they're even cops? So, I, you know, I would caution anybody that follows any meme page or cop page or anything, or, or even right. honestly, a, a cop celebrity, you don't know if there's a cop. So, do, you know, do your own research, that, you know, be independent. So Cause I mean, like, I know for a fact, you know, there's some, some of these meme pages that they're not cops right. and they present themselves that way. So just, you know, be, be wary of that. Yep. That's, that's very interesting that you said that. Cause I was just thinking there was a few that came out within the last year and, you know, they very popular meme pages and you're like, Oh, these are, you know, these pages are doing great things. Find out that it's a security guard and all the stories are being passed on from significant other. That is a cop or whatever it might be. And you're just like, what? Very, very true. That's, you know, you never really know who's behind the screen. Oh yeah. And like uh, the, 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 the TikTok thing too. I mean, like a lot of those dudes, uh, I don't know if you follow Popo medic um, on YouTube uh-huh. and he's got an Instagram too. He, he's a good page. I would check him out. Sorry keep throwing uh throwing people out there but he did a good video on you know a guy that was a tiktok cop and he ended up being you know like a convicted felon he wasn't a cop 
So oh, wow. yeah, so it's you know always be careful of that stuff. Yeah, there's a, there's a, I mean you know you can be whatever you want to be on the internet, right? So oh yeah, that's that's spot on. Well, man, this was this is a really good conversation. I really enjoyed talking to you. Um, you know, just a lot of fun, you know, with with the memes and everything. But there's also there's a lot of serious behind it, and I think people forget that, like the memes. And even tick, you know, I'm gonna be apologetic to TikTok for just a second. Just like all this stuff is done in good fun, um, because there's just so much negativity that we deal with at work all the time. So it's our way of kind of decompressing or whatever. I didn't make the meme page necessarily to become air quote famous, but the fact that people have found some kind of enjoyment out of it, it takes a you know, it's that's good. I enjoy that. I enjoy oh, that. Yeah, people can- absolutely. And I'm. You know, and I don't remember if it's still on there, but my Facebook thing, you know, it used to say like, I just basically made this page for hopefully, you know, you're, you're on the toilet, you're scrolling through, you got something to look at, you know, when you're taking a shit. So, right. you know, bring a little joy to your day that exactly. we're all, you know, basically we're all miserable. So, right, right. Misery loves company. So again, thank you so much for the, for the memes, man. You've been, uh, you've inspired me as probably every, uh, every page that, that we post with and you know uh page that you crushed in the first meme war so thank you for that yeah well th- i thank you guys man i mean it's it's really humbling and it's it's cool to see like all the new pages and stuff because i mean you never know i mean you know any of us are kind of at will of facebook and instagram so you know you post something they don't like and that could be the end so it's always mm-hmm. good to you know look out for each other and the next next page to step up yeah absolutely so uh what we're gonna do what we'll end the uh end the conversation with we're gonna play two quick games if you're down for it yeah let's do it man all right cool we're gonna do overrated underrated and then we'll do signal three and we'll get out of here so so i just put up on the instagram speak of the devil try to get some overrated underrated suggestions from my followers i didn't get many but we'll run through them and then i got like a quick list so here we go so you tell me if it's overrated if it's underrated or if it's accurately rated here we go. All right. Uh, cuddling with dogs. Oh, that's completely underrated, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I'm. I, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm way more a dog guy than a cat guy. Uh, basically, uh-huh. cats because are stupid, cats. man. I mean, I, yeah. I like my cats, but they're stupid. I mean, they're. I don't know what serve what purpose they serve in life, but man, my dogs. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They are. They're the best kind of dopamine. Like you, you don't get like can't get in trouble for it. I mean, it's good stuff. All right, boneless wings. Uh, they're about accurate. I mean, you know, the, the bone-in wings always have more flamer, flavor. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of conflicted. The boneless are like, they're good, but it kind of feels like you're cheating, and it's, it's right. kind of like against the rules, but it's so much more convenient. I don't know. I'm always conflicted on that. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, I, I feel you with that. Uh, what about Memorial Day barbecues? Not nah, man. That's underrated, man. That's, that's part of being an American. Right, right, exactly. I think, I mean, barbecues in general are amazing. I, I want to say Memorial Day because that's typically like the first big cookout of the of the year. Maybe my favorite, just because like, you know, you finally get to dust off the grill and like you get people over and whatever. Like, I don't know, for some reason that stands out. And I'm always working on 4th of July, but Memorial Day I always end up seem, seem to be off somehow. So I'm, I'm going to go with you on that yeah, one. I can't think of ever having a bad time at a barbecue. You no, know, it's, no, I mean, yeah. By the end of the night, you know, you and the in-laws may be a little drunk. You may say some things, but it's never really that bad of a thing. Yeah. You can always, you can always survive it. What about peanut butter and jelly? Uh, I'm going to go underrated, man. A, a good PBJ uh, can kind of change your day because you kind of forget about it. 
And then mm-hmm. it's that one of those things where like you don't have anything in the fridge, you're like, ah, I gotta eat something for lunch, and you throw one together, and man, it's it's like childhood nostalgia, and you're like watching Rugrats again, you know? <laughs> yeah, yep, feel that. Uh, what about Code Three runs? That's a tough one, man, because you know, like when you're new, you're like, oh, going fast is so awesome, and then you know when you've been around for a little bit, and you know you've seen some shit, you're like, why am I running hot to this call? It's probably bullshit. Um, right. But in the uh, the famous words of Ricky Bobby, I want to go fast, so I'm going to go under. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, I agree. When you get that alert tone and, like, it's the middle of the night and you've been just kind of, like, you know, fighting your eyelids all night is, and you hear that, it's like, oh, boy, here we go. So I, I kind of – I feel you on that one. What about avocados? Um, I'm going to say they're, like, kind of – they're accurately rated. I mean – Depends on the avocado, man. I've had some really bad avocados, and I've had some really good avocados. Mm. It, and it seems like that changes almost quicker than like a banana, you know? You buy the banana mm. in the store, it's perfect, and then you know, get home, and they're completely brown. It's kind of the same with an avocado. Um, yeah. They're good when they're good, but they're bad when they're bad. Fair enough, fair enough. What about recording concerts on your phone camera? That is the douchiest fucking shit on earth, man. <laughs> I, I mean, that is like, look, I love a good show like anybody else. I mean, that's that's kind of like, that's my favorite thing, man. Is I, you know, you were talking about being a musician earlier. I used to be in a band that was, I miss it. That was awesome. Um, so I love going to shows. And, you know, I might get like a clip and send it to my buddy, say, oh, yeah, I'm at Metallica or whatever. But, uh, you know, if you're recording the whole show on your phone, you're out of control. Yeah. What about s'mores? <sighs> I'm conflicted, man, because, and maybe this is because I have kids and, you know, we go camping and we do the s'mores thing and it's always a train wreck, uh-huh. you know, cause, cause somebody doesn't put it together. Right. And they're like, Oh, it's messy. And I was like, well, yeah, it's, it's supposed to be messy, but then, you know, it gets into dirt and stuff. I mean, s'mores on the taste underrated, but the s'mores like in the concept of doing it, uh-huh. I would say it's overrated. It's just a train wreck. Yeah. It's, it's always, especially with the kids, it's always a train wreck. Uh, going commando. Uh, I don't know, man. There's just so many things that can go wrong there, you know, zippers and, <laughs> and, you know, like, is that the one day like your pants rip and, you know, you're, you're hanging out of the bottom of your shorts, you know, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't call me a prude, but I'm an underwear kind of guy, but you know, I guess it depends on context too, man. If you're like the swingers club or whatever, then I, I suppose going commando is probably just the easier thing to do. Right. Right. That's more time effective. Yeah. All right, man. That's going to be it for for uh, overrated, underrated. That was that was fun, and we're going to wrap up with some uh, signal three questions. If you could identify as a sandwich, what would it be? Oh, ham and cheese. Yeah, yep. That's that's my go to as well. Same thing. What you were saying about PBJ? That's a ham and cheese for me. Oh, it's so good, man. And yep. now that you know, I'm I'm refined now, and I can have pepper jack. Oh, to mm. die for, bud. Yes. Uh, but even still, even still, I'll. Not this isn't like an everyday thing or whatever, but I'll still go back to my old school, like lower middle class. I'll get me some boiled ham and some white American cheese, white bread. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm in second grade all over again. Dude, I like bologna and like everybody gives me shit, but yes. I'm like, it's good. Yep. It's good. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what's in it, but it's good. Yep. So I went long gap because that was like my because I didn't I wasn't a PBA and J kid. Like that was not my thing. Um so I always had bologna and cheese when I went to school. And then I long gap. I wouldn't eat bologna. I don't know why. And then I recently rediscovered it and fried bologna. That that's the game changer right there. Is fried. Bologna. Ooh, that sounds dangerous. But I may give it a shot. Yeah, yeah you definitely got to try it out. Uh, dream vacation destination. Ah, I hate to say it, but Disneyland. Even though it's in California, but man, mm. I love Disneyland. I haven't gone to World yet. 
I come down to Disney World, let's meet and have some beers. Yes, let's do it. Let me know when. What is your go-to day off drink? Uh, uh, right now it's the Yingling because I have some. Uh, it's not native to my state. Um, but, man, I'm simple like a rum and Coke or whiskey and Coke. I'm good to go. Nice. Yep. What was your high school mascot? I can't say that because then everybody's going to know who I am because it is a very specific mascot. Okay. So that's, okay. I know that's no fun, but uh, I don't think there's any other mascots around the country with that name. Okay. That's fair. What about favorite donut flavor? Oh, you got to go chocolate glaze. You got to mm. go with the classic. Um, what was your favorite police car? Crown. Oh, come on, man. Like, you're going to oh, ask Tom, me that? Who the hell am I come talking on. to? Yeah. Fuck, man. Yeah, Crown Vic, bud. Now, <laughs> t- to be fair, since we're talking about it, uh, like, I'll, I'll be honest, man. Those 90s Caprices were sick. I, I did, you know, ride along with my dad back in the day. Those things mm-hmm. had, like, the Corfed engine. Those were fucking awesome. Um, nice. But Crown Vic for life, bud. Yeah, of course, of course. I'm surprised you don't have a Crown Vic tattooed. Or maybe you do. I don't know. Oh, that's a great idea, man. Or, or like, the headlights. Get, get like the headlights tattooed. Uh, yeah, I've actually got a shirt with those, so it's pretty sick. So, is it from uh, choir practice? It's not. I don't know. If he sold one. Oh yeah, I mean, before his page disappeared. Um, yeah, he had a one. It was just the the headlights, and that was it. That was the whole shirt. Oh, that would have been sick. That was one yeah. of those great pages that disappeared. Him and like yeah. Officer Glazed. Man, those were some great. Oh pages. yeah, yeah. I remember because I was trying. Um, I made a choir practice design, and I wanted to make it with him. And I reached out to him and he just disappeared. I was like, oh, because his page was still there, but he just wasn't monitoring it anymore. And then it just gone. So it was very upsetting. I still, if he, I, I really hope he's like following us like as a ghost. That'd be great. Yeah, he should send us a message. Like let us know that he's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, hopefully he's listening. All right. You're walking into the biggest moment of your life. What's your hype song? Oh man. Master of Puppets, Metallica. Nice. Who's your favorite Looney Tune? Damn, man, it's been a long time, but Tasmanian Devil, he's a Looney Tune, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah, it was a sick game on Super Nintendo, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that where you like you that went game, down the street. Yeah, that game was sick. I had a babysitter that she'd bring that over, and we'd play it when I was like a kid. It was awesome. Uh-huh. Man, you're bringing back memories now. I remember that. If you could tell one person one thing about police work that they misunderstand, what would it be? Fucking everything. Everything. <laughs> they misunderstand everything. They have no idea what it actually is. Yeah. I guess that's not one thing. Like, I you, can speak, the... you can pick like one aspect of it though. You know, honestly, just, uh, what, you know, here, probable cause. What probable cause is. Nobody understands mm-hmm. that. That's true. Or, you know, whatever version of those two words they want to say. Oh, that's that. You, you ain't got no possible clause, man. Probably, probably cause. I accidentally put that in an affidavit once. I almost got approved. <laughs> That's awesome. If you could share a meal with one person dead or alive that you never met, who would it be and what would you order? Um, well, I'm going to go back to Metallica again because I'm a big uh, Metallica fan. It'd be Cliff Burton, uh, the late okay. bass player. And uh, I'm a simple man. I have a pizza and a beer. Nice. Very good. Uh, what's the best piece of advice anyone ever gave you? Um, don't piss into the wind. Very, very wise. Multiple yeah. meanings for that. Yeah, that's uh, you know, I, you know, don't shit where you eat's a good one too. Yeah, yeah, that's talking that's, to you that's cops that fuck other cops' wives. That's what that's about. You should probably knock that shit off. Yeah, but, I probably shouldn't do that. Yeah, be be cautious of uh, dispatchers and nurses as well. Every time, every time. Uh, favorite late night snack? Um, nachos, man. If I have any way to make nachos, nice. And the last one: if you were stuck in a foxhole, who would you want to be trapped with to help you get out? 
Uh, I can't name names, uh, but my old partner at work, um, you know, you work with somebody long enough, you build a trust with them. So I trust them to get me out. That's good. I, there's, I posted something the other day. It's like, you know, do you have people at your job that you would trust with your life and not your wife? But it's good when you do have that one person that you can trust with both. Yes. Always good to have. So, but like you said, when you were talking about, you know, uh, not shitting where we eat, there are too many of them that you can't trust with one or the other. So, you know, it's, you know, and that's, that's another cancer in itself uh, within the police world. And that's, you know, we make jokes about it and we laugh it off, but I mean, like you're, you're fucking your brother's wife, like fucking knock it um, off. Yeah. That's definitely a, a cardinal sin that we should really stop doing that. Yep. All right, man, this was absolutely awesome. I really appreciate your time and I appreciate your, uh, your conversation. Is there anything else that you want to bring up that, uh, that I may have forgotten to, to bring up? Uh, no, man. I mean, I, I really appreciate you having me on. It's, it's cool now that I'm, I'm kind of out of the game and I can kind of feel more free to do stuff like this. And, you know, you, you've got a great page and I, you know, I've started listening to your podcast re- recently and I enjoy it. So it's, it's cool, man. It's good to kind of have these, uh, you know, if it hopefully it increases the brotherhood within everybody within the country, if we all can kind of start listening to each other and, um, what we have to say and taking good advice and things like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Sorry, and, man, um, I, I sounded like Ricky from trailer park boys right there. I just kind of go, you know, off on <laughs> about my, my book learning and all that. And got to get back with the, with what's her name so I can take care of Trinity, but you guys know what I'm saying. Nah, I got you. I got you. That's it, man. I really appreciate it. And, uh, we will catch you soon. All right. Thanks man. Be safe. Absolutely. Take care, buddy. And everyone listening, we'll be right back. The clock goes around There's an aching pain The sun goes up And the sun goes down But it still feels the same Your house is just Some drywall now Your parents moved away Friends have aged Some got married and some had kids And some just moved away There's a few that came to live with you A few that are on the way And once again, thank you again two poorly made police memes for that interview and i know i didn't let you guys down i told you it was going to be a fire interview and of course it was a great time had by all and i just want to circle back and i want to say circle back because i know that triggers a bunch of people about what he said and about what we said and what we talked about and it's kind of a trend that i've had for a lot of things that i've been talking about is that we in this profession, do it to ourselves. Uh, I'm going to do a full bit on this in the near future uh, regarding some personal experiences, but we do it to ourselves. We need to be able to build each other up and celebrate the good work we do as law enforcement instead of just cutting each other down. Something we really need to do. Um, You know, we will always share the tragedies. We will always share... Um, The line of duty deaths, of course, unfortunately, but we will. 
It's unfortunate that we have to. You know, it's unfortunate that we have to talk about it because the mainstream media won't. But it's okay. You know, it's it's something that we we do without hesitation. We will always share a traumatic incident, a uh, mainstream incident like the George Floyd situation, and we will lambast and critique and chastise the officers involved in these situations. We will say that they didn't have enough training, that we need enough training, that they are an embarrassment on law enforcement, yada, yada, yada. We will do that. How do I know we will do that? Because we did do that. Countless and countless of these social media police officers got on there for George Floyd and all these other ones that popped up last year and started just critiquing and chastising these officers like they were best friends and they could cut them up like that. Complete bullshit. But we're so quick to do that. We're so quick to judge people we don't know. Well, we wouldn't dare say that to our to each other's face, right? The people that are saying that... Um, the officers involved in these terrible, terrible incidents are bad and need retraining. They ain't got a leg to stand on. They wouldn't stand there and look you in the face and be like, this is what you did wrong. This is where you fucked up. Now, I can say that I have been in uh, situations that I have been on the national news. And I have spoke to the officers I was with. And I was like, hey, we could have done this better. We could have done that better. I've been there. I've done it. I've said it. So... I don't want to hear about it, guys. But that's a different story. And yes, I have been on the national news uh, over an incident I've done. I've been on Donut Operator for things I've done. So it's, 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 I'm not talking out of my ass. But that's not the point. How many of you police officers are so quick to uh, congratulate officers? And I just saw Tom Rizzo on the Street Cop training website or uh, Facebook group saying... Job well done. How how quickly are we to do that? You know, I mean, we might on our personal Facebook share if our buddies, if our zone partners, if our if our coworkers uh, did something good. But we are so quick to, or we are not quick enough to post when something good happens. And we need to do that. We we need to stop cutting each other down, and we need to start building each other up because otherwise we do it all to ourselves. If it's not us, that's gonna go out there and support us, then who's going to do it, guys? Yeah, we've got the Thin Blue Line supporters, and they'll support us every step of the way. But it needs to come from within. It needs to come from our leaders. It needs to come from the officers on the street. And it needs to come from our Thin Blue Line brotherhood across the globe. That's what it needs to do, guys. And we really need to be better at that. I think we need to kill the uh, culture and the mentality that, you know, if uh, you, know, if you ain't my buddy, then I'm not going to support you. That's stupid. Like, uh, like poorly made and I are talking about, like, I never understood those, those old salty guys that, you know, when you join their squad, they won't look at you. They won't talk to you. They won't have a cup of coffee with you. That's stupid. We're all on the same team. Let's start freaking acting like it. That's, that's how I feel about it. And that's, that's basically it guys. I, I, I'm in the middle of vacation. I, I, you know, I'm not even really on Instagram. I logged on for a second today to promote, uh, this past week's episode, then I came on here to just put this episode together real quick so I can upload it and then uh, and then forget about it and go back on vacation. So um, I don't really have a lot to add. Hopefully you guys did enjoy the episode. If this is your first time checking out our show, please go back and check out all other 34 episodes. They are amazing. I have amazing guests on and I really enjoy talking to all these people and sharing it with the masses. So again, thanks a lot guys for checking it out. 
We've got another episode coming next week with Laura Zinni. Uh, she is a crime scene investigator, and uh, we're going to be start talking about forensics and things like that. I uh, got a lot of good shows coming up. We're going to be talking about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in the future. We're going to be talking about a lot of different things. And in the beginning of July, we will be having on Sheriff Grady Judd. Um, I, I can't wait for that episode. It's going to be absolutely amazing, and I can't wait. can't believe that he's coming on. It's going to be great, and I can't wait to share it with you guys. Um, lots of stuff personally going on with me. Uh, that I am not ready to share with you guys yet, so just bear with me as I go through that as well. Uh, I was going to say through that transition, but you guys are assholes, and I know what you guys are going to make the jokes about. But all that being said, guys, that concludes the episode. Thank you so much. Uh, If you enjoyed it, please rate, review, subscribe. Check us out on all your major podcast platforms. If you go to Spotify, there is a 10-8 music playlist. Subscribe to that. I add to it all the time. It's going to have the music uh, from today's episode in there as well. And that's about it. The The music for today's episode is going to be listed in the description. At the bottom of the description, there is a link. Uh, if you want to donate to the podcast specifically, that'd be great. Get me some new equipment. Be able to pay for a few things to Im- continue to improve the episode. Uh, to the podcast, I mean. Or not. You definitely don't have to. Uh, also, 10-8-memes.equidecwid.com is the merch store. I've got shirts, stickers, patches, things like that, if you want to check that out too. And again, next week, a week from today, well, if you're listening on Thursday, uh, I will have Laura Zinni. She is with TriTech Forensics, and we're going to be talking uh, crime scene, and we're going to be talking forensics. That concludes the episode today. Give me a call if you want to chat about something, leave an email, leave a voicemail, leave an Instagram message, whatever. I appreciate your support. As always, guys, we'll see you next week. Take care of each other. Stay safe. 10-8, out. Under the moonlight, kiss you 